Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. Yeah, it's another week and we got another Far Out conversation for you. I'm one of your hosts, Paul. I'm your co-host, Joseph. Or your other host. Oh, I thought you were going to say like uh, your better co-host. Yeah, that didn't flow off the tongue very and well. And what you can <laughs> see on did. camera is that he's got a little bit of hot sauce right here on his cheek. <laughs> Still there. <laughs> did I get it? Yeah, you got okay, it Okay, good. They probably can't even see it on the camera, but anyway. Nope. So uh, this week, as we talked about on our previous... Where are uh, we, though? We... Oh! We're traveling, We baby. can't forget to tell the people that we... Because of our supporters, we thank mm-hmm. you guys. We have the money to fly us <laughs> and all of our equipment <laughs> to Egypt. Yes. Like the inf- other influence- influencers like us, thank you for giving us your hard-earned money so we can travel and view the world, not you. So you can live bicuriously through us while we sit in Egypt. Again, yes. this is not a green screen. This is really Egypt behind we us. We really are here. We use- now that COVID restrictions have lifted too, we're traveling. Yeah. So continue to send us your money uh, so we can continue to travel. Uh, the subject I brought uh, today, which should have been brought to light like, what, two months ago? <laughs> I don't know. But it goes well with our previous podcast where we talked about or uh, our React video from last week uh, with the giant finger. Yes. So I brought to discuss uh, <clears throat> the little research into the Nephilim. Now, do you know who the Nephilim are? Yes. Okay. Well, give me the gist of what you know. So... I'm going to go back. It's it's kind of biblical mm-hmm. from my perspective. Uh-huh. Uh, it, they're basically fallen angels who have gotten with uh, earthly women. Exactly. <laughs> well, the version I'm getting at and uh, that we'll be talking about, uh, the Nephilim are children of the fallen angels, like you said, that made it with earthly women. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were evil, supernatural, superhuman. Were they evil, though? Yes. And okay. I w- I w- I'll tell you why. Okay. And we may be carrying those evil genes. Ooh. And they may have helped build the... Uh, Luckily, I only carry denim. Uh, well, you're going to be carrying some different jeans. And not evil jeans. <laughs> Just the denim one The skin-tight ones. So, and they may help have helped build the pyramids. Now... Oh, that's interesting. Let me get let me get to that. So, let me explain. Put, put your seatbelts on. Put your seatbelts on. Now, as we know, the Great Pyramid was built... Using huge granite and limestone blocks, 2.5 million of them to be exact, with some of them weighing up to 50 tons. It stands in the exact center of the world, midway between the west coast of Mexico and the east coast of China. So, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. And between the North Cape of Norway and the Cape of Good Hope of South Africa. Uh, It stands on the 30th parallel, both latitude and longitude. Okay. It was built with perfect angles and shafts pointed perfectly to stars and constellations. Now, with this amazing feat of engineering, you know what hadn't been invented yet? Uh, Machinery to carry some of this stuff? The wheel. The wheel had not been invented yet. Wait, wait, wait. I could have swore I watched, like, uh, a lot of these insurance commercials Uh and all of these cavemen were, like, rolling the wheel. No. The wheel was invented or the pyramids were built. 500 years before the wheel was invented. What? Mind-blowing. Now, how the heck were they moving these 50-ton blocks? With a lot of slaves. Possibly, but also with the Nephilim. That's how. I'm going to go with a lot of Hebrew slaves. If we're doing this biblically, (laughs) biblically, in Egypt, there is lots of slaves, bro. That's part of them. Yes. 
Okay, but we don't know what they did. Anyways, oh, we know the Nephilim. Okay, slaves and giants. Yes, giant slaves. Giant slaves. Yes, that's crazy. So we know the Nephilim are tall, and well, giants. That's because these fallen angels, who have immense power and are taller, stronger, smarter than you know any earthly man at the time. Mm -hmm. Now those genes that were passed on were that of the fallen angels. Hence, how huge they are with, you know, those mentioned attributes. Was that Pre or post Noah? Uh, well, I want to go back to the time of Noah, okay. specifically 436 years after the flood. Noah sent 12 spies to go scout the land they were going to fight and take back. Uh, when those men came back, they brought a cluster of grapes on a pole that took two men to carry. Now, how big were these freaking grapes that it took two men to carry these? I just thought they cluster of grapes. I just thought they brought like a lot, like a big bundle, like lots a whole of bunch grapes. Of them? Yeah. Well, it's just it was one cluster. It wasn't. Is that what they said? One cluster? Yes. I don't remember exactly the terminology. They said a that cluster of grapes. A well, cluster of grapes. Okay. Were there a lot or were they genetically engineering to make food bigger for much bigger? Imp- it was Nephilim. GMO before we named it GMO. OG. <laughs> GMO. Okay. So now you may be wondering how tall were these Nephilim? How tall do you think they were? Um, I would guess since they're taller than us, I'm going to go with maybe 10, 12 feet. AJ, you're pointing your fingers. Six feet tall? Fifteen feet tall. Fifteen feet, okay. So, you're close. All right. There's a passage that talks about Og, king of Bashan, and it says, For only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of giants. Behold, his bedstead was a bed of iron. Nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it, after the cubit of man. So, there you go. It was nine by four cubits. Okay, what is <laughs> For those who have no idea the dimensions of a cubit, in it, Hebrew... Yes, please. In Hebrew, a cubit is 25 and a quarter inches, which means Og's bed was 18 and three quarters feet long and eight and one third feet wide. And today's king-size beds are six and a half feet long and six and a third feet wide. So his bed was three times as long... With two extra feet on the sides, which means you go from full size to queen and then to king, okay. you get extra like a few inches on each side, not feet. Yeah. Okay, so he, he wasn't necessarily 18 feet tall, but he no. was probably like maybe 16 feet because yeah. extra, t- extra two feet. But wait, I actually, now that I remember, I remember a, uh, a scripture in the Bible uh-huh. that says, I think it was... Um, I think it was when Moses was where he sent out spies uh-huh. for a particular um, town. I forget what they were. Mm-hmm. And they came back and said they were tall as cedar trees. Yes. That they, 10 out of the 12 men he sent said, we're not going to like fight them and yeah. we're not going to win this city because they're so huge. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they were tall, but how tall are c- cedar trees? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look up. I'm not a arborist. I don't know how tall cedar trees are. Let's Google that right now, then. All right, Google it. Let's Google how tall. How you didn't have tall to put in Google is the average. This guy went to Google.com. Cedar tree, <laughs> forty to seventy inches feet. <laughs> and in feet. Uh, sorry, forty to seventy feet. And they spread forty inches. <laughs> It's like this. Okay. Like, those, how small were those people if the Nephilim were giants? 
My bad. Forty to seventy feet. Uh huh. That's that's not eighteen feet. No. That's like. Well, at the same time, that how is big huge. Were, the, were those cedar trees matured and whatnot? You know, and not cut down. Well, I mean, it, the spread themselves. It says the spread. Their their tree widths were probably about twenty to forty feet. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's pretty. Yeah, and that may be. That's pretty tall. That may was this. This was before the flood. No, after. after I, the I flood. believe it was after the flood. So this still could be first generation FLM that are had the first genes passed on. And they're still yeah. huge. So you remember the story of David and Goliath, right? Yes. Most people do. It's a story of you know how faith and strength to overcome great odds. Okay. But what was Goliath? He was a giant. A giant, yes. And his height was six cubits, which makes him 13 feet. Six inches tall. That's pretty. That's a pretty tall person. So we have two good references here on the Nephilim height. And the Nephilim were at minimum twice the height of the average man today. Wait, and speaking of, they said, did they say taller than cedar trees or as tall as cedar trees? You brought that up. I did, I did bring that up. As <laughs> tall. Oh, they said as tall. Okay. okay. So some that's might a, have been. That's, some that's may huge. not have been. Yeah. So like I said. They're twice the size of the average man today. And we know that um, people were shorter back then. Okay, so imagine them being like three times your size. Yeah. So the, the average man today, American man, is 5'9". So 13 okay. feet, you know what I mean? So it makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, that's taller than 5'9". Yeah, it's twice the size. Yeah. So not only were they tall, but the pa this passage I found says... And yet there was a war at Gath where where was a man of great stature whose fingers and toes were four and twenty, six on each hand and six on each foot. And he also was the son of a giant. So if you couldn't tell they were uh, Nephilim by their giant size, the other did giveaway would be their six fingers and toes. <laughs> so maybe someone today has six of each and they're, you know, a midget Nephilim. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't hear you because you didn't want to be in this episode. Yeah, nobody can yeah. hear you. But you know what's interesting? Now that I think, I think the other thing I think about is that in other uh, cultures, they, they also had giants too, like the Greeks. Mm -hmm. They would they called them the Titans, right? Yes. Weren't the Titans like the giants for yes. the Greek, Greek mythology? Yeah, and yeah. I'll get to that too because it comes um, like full circle. So back to the pyramids. Okay. The Great Pyramids of Giza, the Temples of Egypt, and the Great Monuments of Mexico – Peru and Cambodia all have one thing in common. They're oh. all aligned with the stars. So if we were to believe exactly what's been told, that the Great Pyramid was built in Khufu's reign, which spanned 23 years, and over 2 million, two million blocks were used, that means one block would need to be moved and placed every five minutes to complete that work. And I don't know about you, but that's a lot of work for someone who doesn't have the wheel yet. Especially every five minutes. That's yes. pretty fast for the, the giant blocks that they were. Yeah, so you got to get these giant, not only have these giant blocks and put them in place, but yeah. make them, like because have them ready. You think about how like some movies and like Discovery Channel and like History Channel try to like show how these individuals. Like, here's how they move them. Here's how they move them. Oh, mm -hmm. they put these big logs underneath the the stones and people pulled and pushed and, and they kind of, they were basically rolling up. Yeah. You but think, think about how huge those thing the those stones are that imagine you struggled to push a car up a small ramp imagine a 
But then again, with you have ton block. when you have multiple people, mm-hmm. it, you can push that car up a ramp pretty easily, though, right? True. So I'm guessing, but that car has wheels. That's well. That's well. You think putting these logs under there on the log? Like, yeah. Oh, let's get something around to transport yeah, this that's, stuff that's, on. But that's pretty. That's a difficult task, I would say. So, giants. Yes, they're pushing or pulling these giant blocks. Yes. But every five minutes, like, mm. yeah, that's crazy. So you know some of the Egypt gods, right? Like the most known ones, like Ra, Anubis, Isis, Osiris. Oh yeah, I know them all. You know, I know you do. We're buddies. Yeah. That well, those are the main ones too. So. Yeah. And as you know, most have heads of other figures, yep. uh, have heads and bodies of animals. Yep. And this leads me back to the genetic engineering. Okay. Now, this is Farah Dudes. So we're having a Farah conversation here. So what remember I'm, that. Yes. And what I'm about to propose. So is, chill your panties. <laughs> what I'm about to propose isn't black and white. It's exactly in that gray, gray area that will make you think. So just keep an open mind, which shouldn't be too hard, you know, considering nowadays. Uh <laughs> We know the Nephilim are children of fallen angels, right? Uh, so we, we've talked about, yes. Yes. So what else did these fallen angels do to make sure that the prophecy of the Son of God didn't come to pass? Well, they spread evil with the Nephilim, yes, but create other gods. We see creatures like centaur, sphinx, and other creatures with just human heads like this one here. There was an Egypt historian named Manithos who wrote, quote, and they, the gods, were said to have brought forth double-winged human beings, also others with four wings and two faces, and one with body and two heads, man and woman, male and female, within one creature. Still other human beings had sights of goats and horns upon their heads. Others had feet of horses. Others were horses behind and men in, and men in front. There were also said to have been man-headed bulls and four-bodied dogs, whose tails emerged like fishtails from their backs. Also horses with heads of dogs and other monsters, such as all kinds of dragon-like beings, and a great number of wondrous creatures, variously formed and all different from one another, whose images they ranged, besides, they ranged beside the other in the temple of Belos and preserved. Okay. Well, and it's funny that you think of that, because you think of, like, uh, winged creatures, you think of, like, the angels and the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. One of the things that God tells them is to put two basic... Basically, two angels mm-hmm. looking at each other, enclosing the the Ark of the Covenant. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what the the picture looks like. It's like, well, at least what they assume it looks like is is Ark of the Covenant with those angels doing that. Yeah. yeah. Now, would all these be a myth? Creatures like these are found in those different regions, like Greece, Assyria, Italy, and of course Egypt. And there's a quote, another quote I found from the scriptures that gives a little insight. It says, in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. So when you hear someone say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and get me some strange tonight. They may not always be meaning human. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think of uh, pre-flood, one Uh of the things that one of the judgments that God came down on them was because they were uh, doing the. With the animals. Bestiality. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't know if you can say that on YouTube. That's why I didn't say it out loud. But here's one of the interesting things that the historian Josephus, mm-hmm. he was a Jewish not historian. To be, not to be mixed with me. With Joseph. You. But this is this is what he said. So you have an, a, an account from Bible. You have an account from Egyptian, uh, an Egyptian historian, mm-hmm. right? 
So here's the uh, Jewish historian from his book, uh, The Iniquities of the Jews, book one, chapter three. He says, for many angels of God accompanied with women and begot sons that proved unjust and despairs of all that was good on account of the confidence they had in their own strength. For the tradition is that these men did what resembled the acts of those whom the Grecians or the Greeks called giants Mm. or titans. Mm -hmm. See that? Yeah. So I think those are all kind of meshing together in a, in a mesh in a sense that there were giants that existed back then. The yeah. Egyptians knew of these giants, mm-hmm. gave them names. Uh, obviously, the descendants of the fallen angels obviously had great strength. They had what we would say deformities, but also kind of those uh, weird creature-like figures, six fingers, strength, six that toes. six toes. Mm-hmm. Um but that also means that we know that they spread around the earth. So you yeah. have those in Egypt, you have the giants of the Bible, biblically, and then you have the giants of the uh, Grecian, Greek mythology, mm-hmm. uh, which were the Titans. Yeah. So it's, that's interesting stuff. Yeah, it, it, how it kind of connects. Now, seeing all this and things that you created, wouldn't you just want to make a flood and drown it all? <laughs> Again, I'm not saying this is what happened, but it makes you think. Well, I think it was because of the, what, well, like how you said at the beginning, there were evil genes that were being passed down. So just think of this, these uh, fallen angels Mm -hmm. uh, coming together with women, Mm -hmm. having children, Mm -hmm. and basically that evil seed just kept passing down and passing down and doing evil deeds, right? Which was creating fake gods, Mm -hmm. uh, probably doing... uh, the fornication with the animals, mm-hmm. right? And uh, continuing to do terrible things to human beings as well, which were, which were, which biblically God mm-hmm. says we were made in his creation. He created us, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it was a, you would say kind of a destruction of his creation by these fallen angels mating with women. That's not what was supposed to happen. He didn't yeah. have his, his, his angels or, uh, sons of God weren't supposed to come down and do those things. No, yeah. You know? And so I don't know if you're going to go into this, but there's also a par- portion uh, from uh, Book of Enoch, Book of Jubilee, and Book of uh, Jasher that is not part of the Bible, but kind of has some biblical context. To, I mean, some biblical information that gives more context to uh, biblical scripture. So kind of going back to the point of like uh, them fornicating with animals, right? Mm-hmm. So as we, as I said, there was a, the book of Enoch, the book of Jasher, and the book of Jubilee, mm-hmm. which weren't considered uh, consistent with uh, the biblical text of like the Torah and the, and the new covenant and all of those, right? Prophets uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. So Jasher actually speaks of like what, 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 kind of uh alluded to the flood and what kind of alluded to like more of their destruction and how uh like like their ending yeah their ending and Uh what what they did that probably like angered god right so Uh here's here's one of the uh one of the scripts one of the uh information so it's so here kind of i'm gonna read kind of genesis that kind of links up perfectly with what jasher is saying so it says in genesis 6 12 it says and god looked upon the earth and behold it was corrupt from all flesh had corrupted his way upon earth, okay? Mm-hmm. Which there's a little information in that. So here's Jasher kind of giving more context to that particular scripture. Mm-hmm. And in Jasher 
4.18, it says, And their judges and rulers went to the daughters of men and took their wives by force from their husbands according to their choice. Mm-hmm. And the sons of men in those days took from the cattle of the earth and the beasts of the fields and the fowlers of the air and taught the mixture of animals of one species with another mm-hmm. in order therewith to provoke the Lord. The, and God saw the whole earth and it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted its ways on the earth, all men and all animals. So that's kind of where that particular, like, it goes into the whole Egyptian thing, too, where mm-hmm. the giants with the head of the uh, falcon, head of different the fowls, the uh, animals, and things like that. So yeah. I think that kind of, you show the biblical text, then you give context from these non-biblical texts mm-hmm. uh, on, like, a, a more context of, like, okay, why was God mad? Why did the Egyptians see these particular like beans in different forms? Yeah. Uh, the, the, because the angels, the fallen angels, basically made it with humans, but not only humans, with other species as well. Yes. And you can see that in some of the pictures that, uh, not pl- pictures, but like hieroglyphs and everything in there where you see these giant, um, you know, pharaohs and they have they have these animals on leashes or they have their slaves on leashes too. And yeah. you can see that they're, you know, twice their height yeah. of of what they are. And it's just like why we can understand like, hey, they put them this way to show like their their power and everything. Mm-hmm. But why not do that with all of them and not just some of them? Yeah. And at the same time, why have these creatures with you know, human heads or human bodies with different animal parts too yeah. of them actually holding them, yeah. not just in hieroglyphs to sh- like the Sphinx or anything to yeah. just to show. And it's just interesting that if you don't see these, like you hear of giants, most people look and say, yeah, yeah, there was probably giants, but they don't know like how tall they were or anything. And we think of looking at the Egyptian hier- hi- hier- hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs. Jeez, I'm going to go into the Manila folder thing again. <laughs> um, the hieroglyphs, Hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphs. Yes. And they see these things and they go, oh, ancient aliens mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. But they have, to me, in my perspective, okay, this is my perspective. Don't get all mad and upset, atheist or alienation guys. But from my perspective, you know, the biblical text speaks clearly of these things mm-hmm. and how there was all of these things, especially when you look at different books that aren't part of the Bible, like, Enoch, Jasher, and Jubilee, mm-hmm. where they give more context into like how these things came about. Then you look at those, you look at those Egyptian, uh, his, hi, the history of Egypt. You look at Greece. Mm-hmm. You look at like um, what is the one from uh, from the uh, Greek mythology? Uh, Toro, not the Toro. Sorry, the um, half bull, half man. Oh, Minotaur. The Minotaur. Yeah. You know, so that's like, and he was a that was a huge uh, person animal thing too, yeah. right? Yeah. They so that's just normal size. Yeah. So that. That brings more contents and uh, context, but more also of the proof that this stuff was really happening. And we we were thinking mythology, mm-hmm. but in all reality, it could be true, true history. Yeah. And so what I want to bring up, too, is there's that um, conspiracy theory that, you know, the Vatican has books from the Bible, too, that just weren't that they're holding on to, you know, yeah. that include things so well and that's that if if you get a chance and it might be enoch jubilee and jasher that they're speaking of because those books have a lot of context in them 
especially Enoch right there, because in the Bible it says that the last you hear of Enoch is basically like, and then he went to God, right? Uh-huh. Some, some along those lines. I forget exactly what the scripture says, but it basically the guy just all of a sudden just goes. Yeah. So we know there are pyramids all around the world, and those are obviously more recent than the pyramids in Egypt. And I say at the beginning, we may st- still be carrying those Nephilim genes. I say this because not all the fallen angels gave up their spirit bias to mate with women. The scriptures say there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that, speaking of the days of the flood of Noah. So there were in days after meaning they, so they were in days after. So they were in days after, meaning they spread with humans and kept spreading that same rhetoric of gods and sin and all that. So after each generation, the physical cues may have diminished, but we still may carry those genes of evil from the fallen angels. Yeah. I mean, and and you know from the fallen angels that they were doing a lot of evil things. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's where it came into play, too. Like, they weren't just, like, normal and some were bad and some were fine. Like, they were just, yeah. they were evil. Yeah. And so here's here's another one, but not from Jasher this time, but from Jubilee. Jubilee 724, it says, And after this, they sinned against the beast and the birds and all that moveth and walketh on the earth. And much blood was shed on the earth, and every imagination and desire of men imagined vanity and evil continuously. So, like, all of those things just continued to happen. Yeah. Like, and, and just terrible things. One thing I want to clear up, too, a lot of people kind of get mistaken, is angel doesn't mean, when you think of angel, people think of, like, good you know feather like winged yeah. person uh, uh entity but angel just means like messenger you know so angels can be good or bad yeah we just over time categorize them differently as like angels and demons mm-hmm. so it's you know so let us know in the comments below if this is something that you are interested in hearing more of oh yeah definitely and it's especially egypt like there's yeah so much to dig into but I want to finish up with this quote. Some may know it, some may not, but the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world he does not exist. I believe that is true. So thank you for listening and watching. Like, share, subscribe with your friends, hit the notification bell. It helps with the algorithm. Commenting down below also, whether you like the video or not. Anything that you do helps with the algorithm so we can pop up, okay? And we want to thank our followers, and the ones who have contributed to our wonderful trip to Egypt.